Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody. Hey. Happy Tuesday to you, December 6, 2022. You're listening to whoa, a little lecture there. Mm. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your wet, rainy Tuesday morning. Hope you're doing well. Justin Kalen, how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, I woke up this morning. I was much like Roush. I looked outside. I was like, man, it's going to be cold. Then I walked outside. It was 50 degrees. Hell yeah. Yeah, not too. Start of December. I'm pumped. Not too bad from a temperature standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the spitting rain, though. Like, I, just rain all the way or don't rain at all. I don't like the just... Like the mist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just real awkward for the windshield wipers sometimes. Well, interesting twist to my ride. My driver side windshield wiper just, just flew off. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like soft, like it was wiping normal one wipe, and then the next wipe, I just heard a noise, and then just saw like out of the corner of my eye, it just like I mean, it was like in slow motion, it did like a 360, 180, it was going off, and I saw like go by the driver's side as I was on the highway and just waved, (laughs) waved, waved, waved to it. So, like the last five miles of my ride in, four miles of my ride in, uh. Made for a tricky ride, if, wow. we're, if we're being honest. That was not fun at all. You, it's funny you brought up windshield wipers, and that happened to me just 10 minutes ago. You better go get a new one before this afternoon. It's going to really rain. Honestly, I feel like a harder rain would be easier. Because <laughs> like, then the windshield wiper would get some momentum with the raindrops where it'd kind of be uniform. Where at the mist, though, it's just like slowly takes up your whole windshield. <laughs> And my driver's side was clear as the morning dew. Like it was, I was like leaning over on the middle of the console, looking out the middle of the car so I could get a better view. The mist made it miserable. It was the worst rain to not have a windshield wiper. No, luckily my... I only have a few inspections this morning. Well, luckily, maybe unluckily, I don't know what the weather's going to do. But I won't be out on the road too. You're good until about four. Okay, good. I won't be out on the road after four. Well, and also if you just stop at your local auto parts place, it's pretty easy to. Throw, like they can look it up for you. Throw a wiper on and well, in and out. One thing, my windshield wipers are very confusing to put on. Well, I think not all that I can't, are. Not that I can't do it. Not yeah. that I haven't done it. But gosh, I would like be so impressed. It, uh, you, 
I'm, I guess I'm less of a man or woman, but I'd be very impressed just to see somebody just take it out of the thing, go clip it on and be done with it in 10 seconds. Cause I know that's how it's supposed to work. Right. Right. And, and here's like, this is you and I are in the same boat in this because sometimes replacing windshield wipers at the Roush house is that easy. And I actually had an instance where I was replacing both my wife and I's and like one of I just, I was like, am I an idiot? Like, what, how is this, what is happening here? It turned out it actually was the windshield wipers. Like, you, you, you always are just like, all right, I'm the dumbest person ever. It was the windshield problem. Oh, it was that problem. Yeah. I, for me, I felt vindicated. It's been a a me problem when doing the windshield wipers. But the good news. I'll figure it out, but it takes me just entirely too long. I get way too frustrated. Yeah. It's just the whole process is gross. If you go to like an, especially if it's not a busy one, you're like, hey, can you just help me throw this on real quick? They'll they'll do it. But you. You don't think everybody, they'd like make an announcement and be like, hey, this this, uh, 30 year old adult can't put on his own windshield wiper. We're going to go out there and do it for him. Come out to the window and look. You don't think they'd do that and embarrass me like that? That's the price you pay. Yeah, got to pay to play yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you got to play the troll toll. Yeah, I do need. I I will need to do that. Uh, did uh, did the I, little it, arm it, scrape your no, glass? But did, no, no, not like to the point where. I, but it did make a, kind of a gross noise. But I don't think it was like scratching anything. Okay, because that did cross my mind. I yeah. was like, well, now I can't do it at all because I don't want to scratch it. But I don't think it was. Man, that's wild though. Because I, I, there was one time where I improperly put on a windshield wiper and it flew off. Like just testing it out, I was like, "Whoa!" I've had I've had them fly off before. Never on this car though, um, and I don't think it was like my own doing. Although they definitely were due to be replaced, but that's not how they work. It's not like when they're due to be replaced, they just come off like snakeskin. It's not how that. No, they should stay on permanently until you manually take them off and replace them. But yeah, whatever. Uh. Such eventful morning, eventful morning. It really is, and uh, just been I'm, a li- I'm, a, I'm like a little toast intolerant. I'm not lactose intolerant, but I'm a little toast intolerant. Right. And I just thought it'd be a good idea to go to town on some ice cream last night. So I've just, I, I not a good night's sleep. Stomach's been churning and burning all night, all morning. So it has been a rough morning. But I'm happy to do radio. I'm happy to be with you fellas and, and talk some sports. And uh, we, we have a special guest coming on the show today. Yeah. Uh, hour number two, Justin Edwards, future Kentucky Wildcat, top 10 player, five star recruit. He's actually coming in town and playing Reed Shepard this Sunday. So he's going to chat with us today and then play some hoops at Freedom Hall Sunday afternoon. I want to say tip off's 3 30 at Freedom Hall. Can the public go to it? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's at Freedom Hall. No, you're not allowed to go to it, buddy. That's why he's coming on the show to talk about play, and say, hey, come come they're, play. They're playing against Shepherd's team, right? Yes, correct. Uh, the thing you tweeted out says 7.30. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll make sure because Jack tweeted out something last night. But, yeah. Looks like it'll be a good day of basketball for him all. Yeah, yeah. Um, my sales Colts get to play in it, too. That's pretty neat in the event. So, it'll be uh, – it should be – uh, a fun week. Freedom Hall, great place to watch basketball. I know, you know, Kentucky fans, we like to joke, we like to prod. But Freedom Hall is a awesome venue. And they got the, the horse poop smell out, but they can't get that German roasted nut smell out. That, That's good, though. That is, that is baked into the walls. You, that you want that smell staying. Yeah. <laughs> what time are we having old Justin Edwards on? Hour number two. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. We Should look forward to chatting with him, seeing mm-hmm. what's up, talking some future of UK basketball, 
And what other, uh, if you got any questions that you want us to ask him, feel free to send them in on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll get to the Thornton's text line probably a little bit earlier on the show today because one, didn't get as much as yesterday as we would have liked. And secondly, uh, probably we'll, we'll lose some time in the second hour with that Edwards interview. So we want to get to that pretty early on. We do have updates though. 7.30 Sunday. 7.30 Sunday. Trinity and Huntington Prep will be the opener before that. Yeah, so you can see Justin Edwards go head-to-head against Reed Shepard. That'll be fun, Yeah, and that'll be at 7.30 on Sunday. So get the text in, but there are some quick hitters that we need to talk about before we mm-hmm. before we dive on into the Thornton's text line. And, Roush, do we have an update on coaching searches? Still waiting. Still waiting. Let Mark Stoops do his job, damn it. That was kind of one of his responses to one of my questions yesterday. It seems like there's been a bit of a pump the brakes on the Liam Cohen situation, which is not what anybody wants to hear. Well, and as Mark Stoops said, let me do my job, damn it. Paraphrasing here. I think yesterday there was very much a um, concerted effort to just push back on any sort of Damn it, they're on to us, all right? We got to get them off the trail. So I'm not buying it. I'm not scared about it. I think the same thing. Okay, I think the status quo is fine. What might have been a little preemptive is saying, like, well, it could be done by Tuesday. I mean, I think technically any of these hires could be done by Monday or Tuesday because that's when the windows are up. But the the tricky part about all of this was always going to be the, the contract situation and just getting out of one in the NFL because that's just not a – it's not really a thing that happens. I, I don't know why, for whatever rhyme or reason, I'm not a contract attorney. Don't know how they work, but you don't see coaches jumping midseason from the NFL often, unless they're fired. Just, this is not very common. So, um, I, I think that's just the primary, the main uh, holdup, if you will. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't think it's for lack of want to on either party or side. So it's just a matter of when can they get it done. And getting it done in a timely fashion so that, you know, these these transfer portal guys will wait around some, but a lot of them are visiting this weekend. They would like more than just a handshake agreement Mm -hmm. about then. So it'd be nice to get it done within 10 days or so. So I'm not – even though the brakes have been pumped slightly, I think that's more for uh, just like, all right, everybody, just chill out for a little bit. We we gotta we're still jumping through some hoops here, but we're in the process of getting it done. And that in Stoops' public way of saying it, I'm talking to a lot of different people. Which who are those people? Who knows? But sounds like it's still Liam Cohen. You're the you're the journalist blogger man. Who are the people? Why don't you get some sources? We're the people. I don't think there's any other people. The people's house. What uh, do that. they'll you, tell you every job search. There's a lot of people who want this job. You don't think there's actually are other backup candidates right now? I mean, I, he's got to out of, but like, I don't. Yeah, the, the quotes he had where he was like, "Yeah, I talked to somebody yesterday. Really good conversation." And I do have an interview scheduled for later this week. I took that as like, "Yeah, I talked to Cohen yesterday, but if if we can't get something figured out soon, I do have other people I'll be or, talking with." What? I, I, I took it as a little nudge, nudge. What if 
he talked to Cohen Sunday and then was like, we'll really talk after you lose this Thursday night football game. And then we can just make it happen. And that's another thing that I thought, too, is like with the timeline, with the pumping of the brakes, if you will, yesterday that we saw from a few different people and reporters and whatnot, we, that crossed my mind, like short week for the Rams. I wonder if they're just, hey, get through this game on Thursday and then the Rams don't play again for another 10 days. Even more because they're Monday night football after this. Oh, so Monday. So that that could be the time where you announced, uh, we figure out all the details of when you're coming, when the Rams will let you come, when they're cool with you coming. Maybe they'll just say, yeah, go on and get. Potentially, you never know. So I've thought about that too, the scheduling aspect of it. Well, I do feel a little bit better that you're saying, hey, it still should be Cohen. Just we don't know when it's going to be. Because I, I started, and I think it's just natural with some of this stuff. I just started to get this sense yesterday, like, oh, I think people may have got a little ahead of themselves. Maybe it's not going to be Cohen anymore. But you're still saying things yeah, are looking I'm, good in that front. I'm still um, all right. I'm still pretty confident. It's just a matter of getting things done. And I think part of the reason that uh, Stoops and Co. were upset, when things kind of slowly get out, you don't get the same pop as just like, look who we brought home. We were, we were joking yesterday for Stoops' press conference. Um, so is, is Cohen just going to walk in behind him uh, on the way in the door? Yeah. <laughs> that could have been funny. Uh, also, shout out to Luckett for, uh, I don't think he meant to do this, but at one, one of his questions yesterday was, when you hired Liam the first time, <laughs> I just love that he added the first time in there, hmm. alluding to a second time. Um, but it was it was an eventful press conference yesterday. Um, you know, if if you take out the notion, like, okay, we feel pretty good about being Liam. Just his overall thoughts on, like, okay, how can this offense be better? Well, a we can't go thirty seven, thirty eight seconds between plays. It's just too long, too long to to get plays in and out. And um, as as a couple people put, it, it's like, man, you know, Kentucky was moving slow. If even Mark Stoops was saying they were moving. Too slow. Uh, But his biggest thing was just, hey, we have to have a coach that is adaptable. Doesn't play one way, doesn't play that way, but pretty pretty flexible and can adjust. And he didn't want to take any shots at Rich Scangarillo directly. He's like, I respect him. But those were the two closest ways to being like, this is is why it didn't work, right? We didn't adapt to the defenses well enough. We didn't change our offense enough to what they were throwing at us. And we moved too slow. So if we, if we fix those things with the next guy, then we we can get this back on track. Well, those are all things that I think most UK fans would agree with. Uh, I think one issue would be like, all right, then you know what what was being done during the season when all this was being realized and figured out because it it's not something that should have just went off at the end of the year, but. Uh, at the end of the day, we knew that changes need to be made. Stoops has decided to make those changes and probably what was a pretty tough decision for him with a guy that he likes, but it had to have had, it had it, it, things needed to to move in a different direction. And I'll credit Stoops for not really not being stubborn enough to be like, no, no, I hired this guy. I know it's going to work. It didn't work this year, but just trust me, in time, this guy's going to figure it out. He saw the writing on the wall. He's going to make a change. But uh, to make a change, one that's going to actually change for the better, you got to bring somebody in that will do better. And uh, that's why you got to crush this hire. Yep. You gotta, it's got to be – if it's Cohen, I think that is – 
pretty much maybe as good realistically as you could get. I'm sure we could maybe throw around some other like huge names that could be unbelievable recruiters. But realistically, and even with some of those other names that we could throw around potentially, those wouldn't be sure things. And no coordinator in any spot is necessarily a sure thing. Mm -hmm. But at least you are getting somebody that you know definitively had the best most fun, exciting offense in the Stoops era. Yes. You're at least getting that. Granted, yes. it was a one-year sample size, and it maybe included the best wide receiver that, that the team had had. But guess what? If it if if uh, if Wandale Robinson I mean, wasn't the best receiver that UK had, it probably is because the best receiver UK has had in the Stoops era is on the team right now. So it's not like it was just he had the right pieces at the right time. It sounds like Cohen would also have the right pieces when he comes back, hopefully sooner than later. Think about all the times Will Levis threw it at Wandale Robinson. They're gonna do that for Barry on Brown if Liam Cohen's back here. Hey, so this brings up a good a good point. I was me and my roommate kind of yesterday were having an argument. Which team had more talent? Just in terms of raw talent, this year's team or last year's team? Last year's. TJ, yeah. you say I the think, same. I think it's last year. Just. Uh, I think it's pretty close. the The biggest discrepancy, the offensive line. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Lean there, I, but I think everywhere else you can. I think almost everywhere else you can make the case that it's just as. this past year or <clears throat> even. Okay, because I was I was all on this last year's team or this year's team. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty two. I think just had more talent. If if Cohen's still there instead of Scangarello, I think you have a season much like last year. I would have been interested to see it with Cohen this year. He still would have had the same offensive line issues. And then secondly, while I say that it's probably, you know, 2022, you can make a case for pretty much every position except offensive line, you also had a injured, banged-up Will Levis, yeah. and you also didn't have Chris Rodriguez for the first four you, games. Having a consensus All-American and offensive tackle is a big difference maker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Darian Kennard was the first consensus All-American offensive tackle since Sam Ball in 65. So um, that – Makes up for having a couple more pass catchers at wide receiver. Um, which, speaking of just uh, All-American honors, All-SEC teams came out yesterday, and I was thinking before postseason awards got here, when we were doing our praises of Brad White, giving him his flowers, it was like, well, uh, are there going to be any All-SEC players at all from this Kentucky football team? And the answer is yes. One, uh, Dion Walker. The true freshman, he was one of just three on the team, along with Harold Perkins from LSU and Jud, uh, Judkins from Ole Miss, the running back. Um, man, that guy, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. Second team All-SEC selection by the AP. So uh, future's bright there for him. But, uh, yeah, you got you to load that team up a little bit more next year. Got to yeah. get your guys the ball. Got to yeah. get your the guys the ball. Uh, and while we're on, quick hitters, uh, Cat's got a commitment last night. Another receiver. Ardell Banks from Ohio. Big kid. He's posted some great track times. So there's a lot of potential there. Uh, so when you look at the class, yeah, seems like there's a lot of receivers. You have had five in the portal. So there is a numbers game you would like to play uh, by adding some reinforcements. So, he is the third in the class. They might have room for one more, potentially the Bell kid from Nashville or Carmelo English uh, from Alabama, the slot receiver. But this this adds another 
outside big target who's got a ton of speed, a lot of potential. The other the other players you're bringing in, a little bit more blue chip guys. This one is kind of a uh, all right. We're gonna fight off. What did he say? Syracuse was one of his finalists, but Kentucky put the Vince said, "I want you. Let's go get him," and made it happen. Banks, uh, one time Toledo commit. Sounds right. I think that's right. Maxion. I think I think he was committed to Toledo and then kind of blew up after a big season and uh, some of the big boys became interested, uh, including some places that really sling it around. That's one thing you look for in wide receiver recruits is what offenses want them a part of it. And he had he had some good options, but certainly seems like a, a late bloomer that Kentucky feels like they're they're getting the stonks in at a good time. And you're right, maybe one more added to the fold. Uh, Carmelo English is a name that's been thrown around in UK recruiting now for a couple months. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll be him. Yeah, could be, could be exciting. I think some of it's depending on who you get in an offensive coordinator. And I know English was a big Liam Cohen fan, big Liam Cohen fan. So, oh. something to to keep an eye on. A big opportunity. It, if you're on social media, or you're keeping up with this stuff. Uh, you know this already, but if you're not, I'll tell you. The transfer, the the portal will break whatever record in terms of players that have entered mm-hmm. into it. Yep. It'll probably, it seems like almost every year that that number gets broken because more and more people do it. Uh, I've been, probably shouldn't have been, but am surprised by the amount of quarterbacks that have entered. Roush, UK really will will get its choice to a certain degree, and this is a. A different aspect to college football that we haven't had in, in in decades past, really in the history of college football, where you do your recruiting, you do your talent evaluating. For the bigger schools, it's easier because you know who the best players are, recruiting services, all that. Uh, similar to basketball, you know, Kentucky can wait to see who blows up, and then boom, uh, now I'm recruiting you. I'd like you to go be part of our – you had a great sophomore, junior season, and now we now you're on our radar. We want you uh, – so for football, it's the same principle. You go, you scout, you recruit. It's tougher for the smaller schools because you may have to go find diamonds in the rough. This player started for three years. Yeah, he doesn't put up the great stats, but I, we think he's about ready to break through. It's tougher for them. Now every school in the transfer portal is going to have to do that talent evaluating, mm-hmm. recruiting updates, uh, while working on recruiting, I should say, but figuring out, hey, this quarterback played in the AAC and put up solid numbers. Can he translate over to the SEC? It's a whole new avenue of recruiting. I mean, recruiting and talent evaluation, where if you really are football guys, it's another, it's another chance for UK to separate themselves, Roush. It's another chance for UK staff to climb up this ladder, be the best at the transfer portal, dominate it, figure out the right pieces. I've been impressed with how well they've done in years past, plugging and finding the right pieces to come in. But I don't know if there's ever been a more important season in the portal than this one. You got to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got to improve the offensive line. Which uh, early indications are there's. There's there's tar there's there's players to be had. Yeah, it seems the like they've line. already kind of laid down the blueprint of, of the pieces that they think feels like fit. there's a couple from the back that they're gonna have on campus and then basically all of Alabama's offensive lines enter in the portal. Crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. But this is another area where you can't be wrong with the players that you think are going to be yep. the right fits. 
can't be wrong when you got to be right. And it's true. When you got to get a quarterback, when you've got to improve the offensive line from the worst offensive line in the Stoops era, when you've got to go replace maybe the best running back in school history, it's never been more important than this season for UK and the transfer portal. So the staff cannot, they cannot miss. You maybe can miss on one player, but with the, you're going to need to bat 90, 95% with the players you're bringing in. You got to be sure that they can come into the SEC and make an impact at the level that UK needs to, to be able to, to roll with. So it's, it's really exciting. I, I think college football offseason is pretty much as good as it gets in terms of non play on the field in a respective sport. Because it, I mean, it's you'll hear the people say this as a complaint, Roush, and I don't, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but it is free agency. It is go after the season's done, everybody got to do what's best for them, and schools have to figure out how to make it work. And it's a short ride on the carousel. Kentucky's done a good job with the ride, but big stakes this year. And especially also bringing in an offensive coordinator to boot. Uh, it's as big as an offseason as Stoops has had, and I'm excited to have a radio show that we get to talk about it every day. The good news is Kentucky has a good track record with the transfer portal guys. Um, I mean, you, I don't know if you saw their recruiting video for transfer portal players, but I love that we have portal guys talking about how great UK is to pitch it to other portal guys. Um, but the hit rate's high. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if Jordan Robinson's going to end up being anything, but for the most part, like even Zion Childress with his sack in the Louisville game, that one else down afterwards. Like some of them might take a little bit longer because of the adjustments from the the various levels they're coming from. But for the most part, Kentucky's got a great hit rate on transfer portal players so far. So you at least can trust that they they know what they're doing here. They're not in over their head. It's a matter of identifying, getting them on board, and. Um, Yesterday, I will say, TJ, the one thing, there weren't a lot of surprises. I, I was surprised. I thought there would be more commitments, but I guess coaches are like, eh, we, we don't want to make it too obvious. So I, I think there were some slow plays. I'm curious, though, how long before the dominoes start falling, right? Like Jerkovich from Boston College to Pitt, I think was the only real big one. You had some kid go from Cal to, or, yeah, Cal to UCLA in the same day. But there weren't, there weren't a ton of people just pledging their allegiance right away. Uh, and it sounds like UK is at least telling those guys, just come to campus first, and we'll make sure that this is the, the right fit for everybody. Okay. It's going to be a huge weekend for UK football recruiting. A lot of people going to be visiting. That UK-Yale game on Saturday better be lit. <laughs> they still bring them to the, football, the basketball yeah, game, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, 1 o'clock, too. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to hit a break. We'll come back. Nick Roush has an update on his uncle. When we return, U of L's got a job opening Satterfield with one of the all-time worst press conferences in Cincinnati. All around hilarious stuff yesterday. We'll come back. We'll give you some updates. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gale. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Bowl game. Holy crap. TJ, I'm sorry. Holy crap. Holy crap. 
Hit the breaking news button, Scoots. The Cincinnati Inquirer is reporting that Cincinnati is going to hire Wolf Scott Satterfield as its next host. <laughs> no, way. no, they're not. They're playing each other the Fenway Bowl. <laughs> Where are you getting that? Keith Jenkins. That sounds like a made-up name. Cincinnati Inquirer. Are you retweeting it yet? Yes. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? I mean, he was looking for an out, and this makes sense, right? Like, but but what in the world? They're playing each other in two weeks, and he's gonna go coach the other team. He went to the scouting report and said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so real. It's real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna mute. I gotta mute myself. To oh, I'll just do it on the air. Uh, Anna, yes, yes. Scott Satterfield is leaving U of L to go coach Cincinnati. <laughs> she just yelled no. Uh, well, she yelled no in like disbelief, not no in disappointment, I'm, or like no in like sarcastic disappointment. I can. We were just talking. About, we were just talking about the bowl game on the 17th, and now he's gonna go coach the other team. Well, he's not going to coach the other team in the bowl game. He, Scott Satterfield, in his opening press conference yesterday, made sure to let people know he's not going to have any involvement in this game. And he even had a funny quote saying that he hadn't even looked really at Cincinnati's roster. Oh, yeah, that was very funny. Which uh, made for the low-hanging fruit of, of course, they were the next team on the schedule. Of course he wasn't preparing <laughs> for them, uh, which gave everybody a hearty laugh. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big Exports okay. Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. That made for some amazing live radio yesterday. The breaking news right around this time, a little bit earlier in the morning, uh, yesterday. And we instantly, on the show, talked about how Nick's favorite uncle, Jeff Brom, that most likely means he's going to be coming home back to U of L. Roush has now had over 24 hours to be able to look at the family group message, reach out to cousins, great uncles, second cousins alike. Mm-hmm. What have you heard? What have you learned? You got U of L fans li- listening across the globe right now. What's the update? It's the same update as yesterday. Oh. Duh. Of course he's coming home. What else would he do? Yeah. I don't know. What what do you think about the reports that like hey it's happening it's going to happen real quick like by the end of this week he'll be U of L's head coach I've even heard as as soon as tomorrow Roush yeah that was the the message boards I, also I love that like because um, uh, as I've alluded to I I can I can get more in the weeds in message boards because I can read all of one threes now and we've got a produce site so. The 24-7 insiders over at Louisville are saying this, and I looked, and the 24-7 insiders are just people on the message board. <laughs> you know, like it's not – it wasn't Jody, you know. Uh, so it's a little – it's a little different when the, – the, the, yeah, it's a little different. But um, I would think that they would let the cake bake a little bit just, you know, that's kind of the – it's kind of how coaches do this stuff, right? Even if it's a done deal, they kind of let a few days to let it marinate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what would stop this from happening. Sometimes you, you let 
things play out a little bit for the optics of it, where right, right. if Brom would have accepted the job last night at U of L and that stuff gets out, then people at Purdue are probably not going to be too happy with them. Like, right, what? Right. You didn't let us talk to you. We didn't get to make a counter offer to what they were. Because they're, I think Brom, unlike Satterfield, will try to do this the right way at Purdue. Right, I mean, right. Well, and, they and love him there, and he seemed to be happy enough there, but. It's tough to win at Purdue yeah. in that conference. And, they know and, very well. And for somebody that wants to get closer to home, while Purdue and West Lafayette not terribly far away, you can't get closer to home than living in the Highlands and driving down to Cardinal Stadium or wherever, whatever part of town he'd want to live in. And he still has his house. <laughs> yeah. I love to. What part of town the, is the house in? You know, you've been to it. He's Dugan's neighbor. Remember? I haven't been to his house. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you, you walk out the back porch. There's I didn't his know house. that that was his house that he lived in when he lived in Louisville. Yeah, since he wouldn't. I mean, no offense to Dugan's neighborhood, but I imagine he's sweet neighborhood. That's a great neighborhood. Yeah. Love that neighborhood. But you can get great neighborhoods that aren't forty-five minutes away from everything. Oh, uh, you know, likes the space. Plentiest space out there. <laughs> Plentiest space out there. It is a great Well, they're, they're creakers. The Brahms are creakers. So, okay. you know, that's right in their neck of the woods. The Roosters isn't too far away. That's true. So, that's um, good point. But uh, it is. Oh, I know, well, another one U- thing... I know another UofL coach that loved Roosters. <laughs> oh, no. Red, red flag? <laughs> um, there is. the. So, we didn't. Nobody saw the Satterfield stuff coming, right? But there actually. I did find out that there was some Purdue fans at the Big Ten Championship game that were worried, that had been hearing rumors that Jeff might resign. And he was like, resign? Where would he Where would he go? What would he do? And then, well, it all makes sense now. So the this stuff had uh, percolated to at least some fronts, um, but it, it, it feels like there's, there's, you know, it won't be long before uh, the Bring Brom Home guy, like what does the Bring Brom Home guy do? They got to bring him out. U of L doesn't do a Y, but they, they got or they, they they do the stupid little button before the game. They gotta let that guy push the big button. Oh, or maybe he can be the guy at the podium to say, "We're bringing Brom." Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. What, what, Brought what Brom it? home. What, what's the? Uh, That's a good point. It says bring, hashtag bring Brom home, and they push a button, and then it, the the that banner falls, and behind it it says. Brom was brought home. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> you well could have so much fun with this if they wanted to. All right, so so no updates. Like, oh, uh, he's not going. UL fans are going to be embarrassed. You are still standing strong. This guy will be U of L's next head coach. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And, and like, I, also, I, agree with you. I haven't like been beating down the doors, texting a bunch. Like, it's just just feels foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the. It, the the few assets that I did because like talking to some of my friends they're like yeah but he, I mean he's not going to get a, a raise to go over and it's like Jeff don't care about money like he wants to be compensated what he's worth like it's more of a pride thing than like what he's going to spend it on right so like give him enough money to where he's like he's he's paid like a power five coach leaving another power five school that's been successful but also. His assistant pool, because that's important, right? Uh, if there's the folks want to knock his record that are Louisville fans, if you're gonna knock anything, knock his recruiting. That they need to hire, like, if they want to do, if he wants to do well, he's got to get a kick-ass recruiter. Well, if and, Satterfield could get players to U of L all of a sudden, then I don't doubt that. I don't that know Brown how can. that's well, gonna I'm, work out with him and old Clarkson either. That's just 
That's, oh, yeah? I'm fascinated by that. Go on. More detail. I mean, Jeff's not like a... Like, part of the reason why the Steve Carson Satterfield thing worked perfectly is because... Satterfield was in no position. He was, seemed like in a position just to say yes, yes to everything. Yes, he was a wet blanket yeah. that could be pushed around. Like I mean, he, he whined about L's day. Like, we know his personality, right? He's a pushover. And Steve Carson was going to get away with, with whatever he wanted to. I had heard, and I don't know if this is true, because, and I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but I'm, I want to inject. When, do it, do but, it. But I'd heard that there were times where Clarkson was telling U of L staff who to recruit, and U of L was saying, "Yeah, okay, we'll go after that guy if you feel like we have a chance at him." Where it was basically Clarkson was doing some of the yes. recruiting, which is Checks cool out. if you're getting some good players. But you may have a head coach be like, "Hey, uh, Mr. Parent, we'll we'll handle the football stuff. We, you know, if you've got a hot tip, we appreciate it. But we kind of got our own blueprint here." Uh, so I'd, I'd heard that that he had kind of just been a part of the U of L football staff during the last six months. The the thing that's also different too is that, um, I mean Jeff put up with Bobby Petrino for how many years, right? Like he doesn't have to put up with a lot of stuff. Um, I also think he's going to take one look at Pierce Clarkson and say, I mean, really, this is the guy that I've got to got to deal with at quarterback. So uh, I I don't know I I don't know how all of that is going to go, um, but. Fascinated to watch it all unfold. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited at the prospects because it's just I don't know. It's kind of cool when the family's back in town. Things are rocking and rolling. I was in middle school when Brian was at the peak of his powers in the city of Louisville, and I know a lot of fans that are listening to our show right now that don't care as much are Kentucky fans who weren't in the city of Louisville then. But like Brian Brom was Muhammad Ali, and like they they freaking they were rock stars. Back in the mid-2000s, at holidays, it was like Brian would take like 30, 45 minutes just to sign stuff Jeez. for like people to give out to like their – it was it was kind of cool, you yeah. know? Oh, and, and also like 12-year-old Nick sees Brian's Miss America girlfriend come in, you're just like, whoa. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Family radio Sheesh. show. She's well, leash. But so I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the prospects, getting the family back in here. It's fun talking ball with the Brahms. Uh, but, uh, and you'll have inside scoop. You'll be able to take that program down from the inside out now. Yeah, uh, mold, mold number one. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're going down, cards. It will be funny that if there is ever any negative news. Oh, I'm getting blamed. Oh yeah, so much. Oh, oh. no doubt about and, it. And the the part that I'm a little worried about is that like Kentucky's just going to shut me out too because they're going to think that I'm molding to him. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, so, uh, that's like, something I'm, I would be I'm, genuinely I'm, worried about. I'm a double I, agent. All I know is if anything goes wrong on either side. It's got to be Nick Roush's fault at some point. If U of L football falters again and Brom can never really take off, it's because Roush is is leaking their plans and they're and, and he is the mole there. If UK football starts taking a step backwards, we know exactly who to blame with all this stuff. You'd mentioned the money stuff and that you know Brom isn't their U of L is not going to have to bake break the bank for him. They'll be able to afford him, and it's not look like he's he's going to get a ginormous pay bump from Purdue, then what went wrong the first time? Because obviously you had mentioned it yesterday. He had got Rondell Moore. He felt some loyalty to that class. But as we mentioned today, home is home. He wants to be closer to home. Did something go wrong in the Tyree interview the first time that made him maybe consider, eh, you know, not not the right time at UofL? Uh, so time number one didn't work 
because Jeff, uh, I think, like, uh, actually is is not just like a your typical heartless coach, um, where it's like, I mean, he was at Purdue for two seasons. The as Scott Satterfield would say, that the emotion he poured in up in into those players, into those boys, gotta he love said, them up. I want to, I want to, I, I want to see the stat count on poured in that Satterfield said in his introductory. Program. I think he so said like sixty four all rights. Oh yeah, somebody did count that. Oh, that was a lot. Um, but he just had that second season. It was emotional with um, the upset over Ohio State, the Tower Trent stuff. Um, Rondell Moore, he brings him up there. Rondell's an All-American as a freshman. Like he invested a lot, and to leave that that quickly, I think it was just too quick for Jeff at the time. I, I don't think it had as much to do with Louisville, gotcha. as it did um, with, with with what he was going through at Purdue. And then the second time around, uh, that was just all administrative problems. I guess the U of L not having their ducks in a row because. Even though Vince Tyree was te- he was technically the real AD, I think at that point mm-hmm. um, he was a former interim who was working for a president who was on the way out. Like there was just no administrative. It just was like, that. That's why it all fell apart because administratively they didn't have their stuff together. Gotcha. Uh, and then one last thing on this that I want to touch on before we get to the Thornton Stack slide and move on to some other topics. What will it mean for UK? I think. This likely means Brom going to U of L. That U of L will naturally just start recruiting its own city better. Satterfield never really made it a priority. Petrino never really made it a priority. U of L fans have gotten really annoyed by that, and they've gotten a few more players as of late, but usually not people that Kentucky was all invested in. So they're not saying they're getting necessarily the scraps, but. They're not getting Kentucky's top targets in the city. Brom will change that. I think UK will start to lose Louisvillians to UofL. Not universally, but it'll be more of a contest. Brom will get more butts in the seats. Now, maybe I put too much stock in attendance because UofL hasn't had butts in seats in years and they're putting their best class together. So naturally, my first thought was, all right, well, if that place gets more crowded, could be better for recruiting. However, I think the recruiting is just going to be whatever the recruiting is. Will he dive into whatever deal they have with Adidas in the nil? I would imagine probably so. And then will that style of play, Roush, be tougher for UK? Is there an SEC team that you could say that we could draw parallels to? Because now it's time, I agree with you that he's going to go to L. Now it's time to to think how this impacts UK. Uh, it most directly impacts UK when recruiting the Commonwealth now. Will Jeff recruit the city of Louisville better? Yes. Um, as we saw in Class 6A, though, I don't think the level of football is what it was. Um, you know, back 10, 15 years ago. Um, but, you know, maybe... Coaching them up uh, will be different. But out in the state, I think it's harder for Louisville to get guys than it was, you know, six, seven years ago, right? Like 2013, Louisville had just as much influence as Kentucky. Now that's changed. Um, But he's going to get some guys. He's got some guys that UK looked at. Um, Mm -hmm. The kid from Henderson County, Sadiq Clements, Micah Carter from St. X, they're all committed to play at Purdue. Um, so the recruiting, that's certainly going to be, become 
more contentious. And uh, there's also the if you're if you're looking, at, I mean, from just the the game planning perspective, like it's going to be a lot more. Uh, it's it should be fun, right? Like you've got this sound defense that doesn't give up plays going up against an offense that creates big plays in creative ways uh, with a heavy pass game that I don't, I'm, I'm not even because it, I it's it's not like Tennessee. It is in the amount of run-pass comparison to one another, but Tennessee does the wide split stuff. Jeff doesn't. Jeff doesn't play in space like that. But people are going to get nervous when you make the Tennessee comparison. Well, and, and right now, I, like Mississippi State throws it a ton too, right? Mm-hmm. But like they, uh, I guess Mississippi State at the air raid might be a little bit more comparable. It's somewhere in between those two, though, right? On okay. like the sliding scale, where Jeff's not going to tempo you to death like Tennessee is. Uh, but he is going to pass it a ton like Mississippi State, uh, and he does it, though, in a much, sometimes a more traditional looking like they got under center at Purdue. So um, a little bit different here and there. Also curious what kind of, how how his style could change in the ACC because you don't have to recruit a certain type of player to win there, right? Like you, you had to try to have like Horvath, from Purdue last year. Scoots, that dude was just a, a Mike Allsout lookalike, right? And he was their primary tailback. You don't have to have a guy like that in the ACC <laughs> to be a running back. He, he's now a fullback in the NFL, for what it's worth. Interesting. <laughs> he I, 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 I get what you're saying, though, year. about he style has, of play. Yeah. Well, that's interesting stuff. It's uh, Things are going to change in this rivalry. Doesn't mean UK has to start losing any games, but it's gonna be there's gonna be a different. You're not gonna go into the to the Governor's Cup, unfortunately, just knowing you're going to pound those guys. And that's unfortunate. UK completely and totally owns Scott Satterfield, unlike any coach has ever been owned in this rivalry. I'll miss him. Mm-hmm. Best of luck well, in Cincinnati. It was so fun beating him up. And it was, and he's whining. So easy. Will but, Brom cry about Ellis Down? Can we? No, Can we get in his head about I, I that stuff? I don't think he. I don't think he'll cry about balls down. Um, he's like breaking chairs in pregame and stuff, right? Like straight right between the whistles. Do you see a scenario where him and Stoops uh, don't like one another? Because I don't think he's going to take any crap from Stoops. Not that Stoops really dished it out to Satterfield, but I think he knew Satterfield was his little toy. Well, they're going to be. I mean, they've already kind of been competing against recruits, right? But yeah. just to a different extent. It'll, you know, there's going to be a lot more juice in this rivalry. It may not, you know, it may not end up being a bad thing for UK, as UK had its first season in the Stoops era where you felt like maybe a step backwards was taken. may not be a bad thing to say, hey, listen, your rival Tennessee was uh, blew a game to keep them out of the college football playoffs. Your rival UofL is, is hiring a coach, just, just won their conference or won their division and played for a conference championship. You got to step your stuff up. Continue to stay hungry and, and keep moving up this ladder. So it may not end up being the worst thing in the world, but this rivalry certainly will yeah. change once Brom gets into a the lot more there. juice. A mm-hmm. lot more juice. Uh, one thing I am, I'm, I'm not sure if Brian's going to go back with him or not. Like the, I, I'm not. I don't have scoop or anything, but like he's been trying to get his own play calling duties elsewhere. We've had way too much Shamrock talk today, but how about Will Stein going yeah, to Oregon? Yeah, getting a you 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 shot your shot. I he said that he, he was due for I mean, a big th- job. I watched that UTSA team and they were fun to watch. It's a good offense. That guy knows offense. He's 
been part of some really good ones. He's studied under some some great minds. He's going to be a head coach uh, someday. Some guys have all the luck. His resume now, offensive coordinator, QB coach, former college quarterback, one time got to kiss Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably – you think that's why Oregon maybe hired him? Yeah, mm. especially the latter. Good for him. Some people. Some people, but congrats to him in all seriousness. That's awesome. He'll be out there in Oregon, uh, and there will be some expectations for him. But if he does well out there, he'll he'll be a head coach. Uh, but I, I would also – you know, he took that job, but I wouldn't have – if Brian did go elsewhere, I wonder if U of L would have considered – if Jeff would have been like, all right, come come back, we'll have a homecoming here. Could do worse. If Oregon thinks he's good enough, then then I, I, I wouldn't see why U of L wouldn't either. But the where do you think Brian's going to go? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. But, like, South Carolina's looking for a job. That would be a good landing spot if he could get in the SEC. I, I don't know if he's looking to go somewhere else. He might just want to come home, too. Hmm. You never know. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll read one here. Why on earth would you not have Reeves in here for the last shot of the half? That's a good, I didn't realize he wasn't in. They still got a good look, and Wheeler It looked like he was going in. And then Wallace even had a, a, a chance on the putback there. But, yeah, I don't know. Also, isn't that the time where you just put all of your shooters on the floor? <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah that, so I didn't recognize that Reeves wasn't in, but I'll take this texter as being honest. And this, So I should probably be careful making this take, not knowing that this texter is 100% accurate. But he seems like a straight shooter. That's the little things that I just don't get what Cal's doing. Like, those are just the little coaching things that you just need to be sharper on where – you have three seconds on the clock, and you didn't have Reeves out there. The dude had already hit like a 24-footer. So, Texter, I'll take you for your word, and that's unacceptable. It's just silly little things like that you got to change. At least they ran a couple of sets, though, and they ran a couple out-of-bounds plays. Oh, I thought, the pl- I thought some of the play calls from Calipari it was like, were really good. Hey, yeah, we, we and I think I might have even tweeted at the time, but we do have to give him credit when he does. Call I think the plays. first play he, he to start the plays. second half, they got an easy bucket mm-hmm. uh, off a off a clear set and clear play. They can do it. Uh, they just I, I, again, Cal style is more why call plays when we feel like you've got the tools to be able to score every possession. Well, sometimes you just need to call plays. Sometimes you do need that easy bucket. Bucket. They scored on an out of bounds play as well, which was great. So uh, another texture says, if we could make layups, we'd be up by ten. I thought it was more of the free throws than missing the bunnies. Which brings us to our next text. Wheeler can't be missing free throws, including two front ends. Wheeler's still going in the line and missing front ends of one-on-ones. It's concerning. Yeah, I think Chris Fisher of the Cats Paws tweeted out, I wonder if that St. Peter's game kind of broke him because he missed some, a lot of free throws in that game, unfortunately, including some important ones. And since then, he has just been as shaky as ever at the free throw line. Wallace cost UK the game against Michigan State, I feel like, with some of his missed free throws. Wheeler's, they're all missing them. Toppin's missing them. Everybody's missing them. So enough blame to go around, but you especially need your guards to be able to knock them down, Wheeler included. Wheeler could make people feel better about him being on the floor if he was a more consistent free throw shooter. So he's got all everybody's got to turn that stuff around. Thing that worries me, Roush, is like free throw shooting isn't something that you necessarily just snap your fingers and it's better. Either a team kind of has the chops or they don't have the chops. Mm-hmm. You can have cold streaks. Players can kind of go through some of their own stuff. Let's just hope that that's what's going on here. But I almost think I've already seen enough that I'll be nervous in March. Yeah. Like <laughs> even if things are better. It's also like, a re- reflexive muscle that we've exercised before. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> a texture, and then we'll go to a break. 
Uh, this team hates extending a lead against a decent team. Get it to seven or eight, then poop the bed and let them get back to two. Oh my gosh, Texter, totally agree. They had so many triple possession leads, and each time they would just let Michigan cut right back into it, and then they'd get it back up again, and they'd let Michigan cut back into it. And it's the same thing they did against Michigan State. And then a uh, comparative is they went on that big run against Gonzaga, and before you could even blink, they didn't even really put make Gonzaga sweat it out because they gave up like three very easy baskets in a row and allowed Gonzaga to exhale comfortably. So this team needs to – they have really great burst where they can you can look at the score and it can be tied and you'll blink, and then Kentucky's up seven, eight, nine points. they got to find ways to do that more consistently and spread it out for longer links. So – Agree with you there, Texter. All right, hour one is done. We do have a second hour. That's the good news for everybody. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot more Thornton's text messages to get to, and we probably need to talk a little football and basketball as it'll come oh, up as well. Oh, and we're going to talk to a future Wildcat. Pretty neat. Justin Edwards joining Kentucky Roll Call in hour number two. You won't want to miss it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Gaines. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, that means it is Double Point Tuesday at Salsaritas. You can get your tacos on Taco Tuesday and know that they are going to double up your points. We love Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Make sure that you download the app, save time, save money, and on a nasty weather day like today, head on out to the Middletown location. Drive through their drive-thru, don't get out of the car. It's made to order, fresh, delicious, and nutritious. That is Salsaritas, two locations, St. Matthews, Middletown. Download the app. We love them. You will as well. All right, we're going to have Justin Edwards on here momentarily. And before we do that, Roush, read some text on the Thornton sex line. Yeah, let's get to it. 502-414-1450. That's the number to text in to the show. Kaysom Wallace equals him. Are we still doing that? I thought that was like the... Case him, Wallace. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. Come on, Wheeler. You're a guard. Hit your free throws. It's true. Need to hit your guard. Need, need to hit your free throws if you're a guard. Love this text. Ah, suck it, all you fake soccer fans. Go back under your rocks. Okay, I'll go back under. Um, Wait, you're a fake soccer fan? I mean, I haven't watched any any games, any other games besides the U.S. games. Really? really? Yeah. You just haven't had it on in the background. We had PKs I, yesterday, uh, Japan and Croatia. I saw. I was keeping up on Twitter, but like, yeah, it just it, it's. Man, Japan choked that one away. That was like three out of the first four dudes missed their penalty kick. Well, and then how about the Croatian dude? He went up to kick his and like just so nonchalantly, like he was just back in the backyard playing by himself. Well, that Croatian goalkeeper was pretty awesome too. That'd be a pretty sweet feeling in the World Cup, just blocking kicks left and right. (laughs) Yeah, but Japan goes home. Pretty much chalk all in the knockout stage. I don't think there's been a upset. And then today, most likely, 
will uh, have Spain win. And then Portugal-Switzerland is more of a toss-up, but I think Portugal, uh, well, I don't think. They are your favorite, and I think they'll probably win, which should make for an amazing quarterfinals, like having nothing but probably the best, eight of the best 10, 15 countries in the world dueling it out. But, yeah, it has not no Cinderella story really to be had, not, not to this point at least. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Lance Ware played two minutes and had a plus-minus of minus six. Woof. Yeah, not great. That's, didn't he have another really bad one earlier this season? Yeah. Yeah, not, not great. Why not Kentucky versus Kansas in Memphis? That could have been a lot of fun. I didn't want to play Kansas in football. Not because scared of losing, not just it just didn't do it for you. wouldn't move the needle from like a recruiting standpoint, it just wouldn't do. Yeah, that. but you could break records, and maybe you could score points. I don't think you're breaking any records or patent stats receivers against lowest Iowa. total points in a bowl game history. That could be a record for the Music City Bowl. Thirty-one and a half. <laughs> I want to jump ahead because this just made me giggle on the Thorns text line. Dylan Bauer texted in, said, "Hey Nick, what if we were sitting in the press room? The questions are winding down, and Tony goes, Any more? Thanks, folks.' Bam! Stone Cold Steve Austin music hits, and Liam Cohen walks in the media room." <laughs> All jokes aside, should be a fun couple of days. Uh, great show this morning, and breaking the news pop was awesome, especially TJ yelling it to his wife. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't you didn't mute your microphone. Yeah, that that made the whole moment. Yeah, I should have added in like a and the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I I also uh, as somebody who edits quite a few videos, I always try to take out the Tony at the very end, going, "All right, folks, uh, we're gonna get to somebody else," but. It's hard, it's hard to get that all right folks out of there. Uh, I lo- Dylan, I love that visual. I wish it would have happened yesterday. <laughs> Especially the Stone Cold music coming in. Oh, oh. A lot of people thought that he may be like a surprise announcement, not that he'd be in Lexington necessarily, but there were some people that thought that maybe like Stoops would, would, would give a hint to that. If you missed hour one, we did update where things stand. Roush still confident that Cohen will be UK's offensive coordinator, but – the timeline has everybody in a pretzel. Mm-hmm. But the Rams play this Thursday, then they don't play again until the following Monday, or the, the the Monday the Monday after next, and that's a long break. You could figure some things out then. But the timeline, while I would like a reporter, obviously not me. I'm just a radio goober. Yes, I'd like somebody to figure out though when Stoops would have to be like. Because it's such an important time, Roush. We talked about that in hour one, too. Yep. The transfer yep. Very portal, busy. everything. Lots of things happening. Like players, maybe even there's some players. Recruiting on the road. Exactly. You got that. You got so much going visits. on. So I don't know how long you can really wait. I've heard some people suggest maybe Cohen would make a promise and then he could like kind of do some shadow recruiting a little bit. Ah, that, all that seems messy and yeah. complicated. Especially because... How much are they going to trust you if you, you aren't officially signed on the dotted line? And he, like, let's, let's be honest. How much would be like Cohen? He'd been bouncing back and forth three years. Three, just, it, it would be, it would be so much. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, yeah. snap. I understand the football program and by extension, the UK administration wanting to play in the Music City Bowl if they think it's what's best for the program and recruiting. What I cannot understand is why the Music City Bowl folks are okay with it. Best case, you've eliminated 
20,000 potential ticket buyers. More realistically, they've eliminated thousands more that would go to the bowl game, but now instead we'll stay home or go to a bar to watch both games at the same time. I totally agree. I, I don't I don't understand yeah, it from the, anybody's standpoint. Because you can't watch the other game while you're at one of the games. <laughs> and I was it's thinking, just... like, the Music City Bowl is not going to be packed. So, like, you actually probably could spread out and have your phone and watch the basketball game with the football game there, assuming service would allow, which is not a guarantee. Yeah, and you know, it's NFL basketball game would be a little five. Yeah, basketball game would be a little harder to have the football game pulled up. But football, more breaks in between plays, so maybe yeah. you could figure something out. But I do agree with the texter. One, if you're the Music City Bowl, even if you're told, like, hey, Kentucky fans will still come, there's enough, you're – you're missing out on, I mean, I wouldn't, 20,000 would seem to assume that every single person at Rupp would have been going to that, and that's not fair. But 5,000, 10,000, yeah. that's not totally out of the realm of possibility. And secondly, the, to your point, yeah, you're just going to have so many people that are going to say, well, I wanted to go to the basketball game. I wanted to go to the football game. Let's just get everybody together and have a big house party. We'll watch both of them. We'll have one on one TV, one on the other. That's unfortunately what's going to happen. I don't get it from anybody's standpoint, but. Uh, the football team seems happy about it. Nobody else. The, the part about the Music City Bowl, too, that, well, at least it's close. Good luck finding a hotel down there. A New, New Year's, Year's yeah. yeah. I guess the only good news is with it being a noon game, you theoretically could drive back home after the game. Right, if, that's true. If you lived in Louisville, Lexington, or some of the surrounding or areas. Western Kentucky, but, yeah. Right. Um, but still not ideal. You, you'd rather stay out there and party and do all that stuff. But right, right. It, it, I, don't, it was, I think a mistake all around. It, it, I mean, even on top, just to let alone the ticket sales from the Music City Bowl, you're getting a rematch of two of the two offenses that are not going to light up the scoreboard. There are some people that think defense is sexy. I happen to think that it is from time to time. But I don't uh, – I understand the people that don't. You're not just going to get the casual fan checking out a 6-3 fourth quarter game. So, mistake on all parts. Football team seems happy. That's cool, I guess. Recruit really well then. Make it Mm -hmm. worth it. Is it me or does Mike McCarthy look like Trevor? He considers himself more of an Andy Reid look like. Yes, yes. Um, I I think it's closer to McCarthy. Interesting. I think McCarthy has like a sophisticated look about him that Trevor couldn't necessarily match. Well, if if Trevor grew out a mustache, I'd be curious to see how it went. I don't think he can. No. Also, supposedly Trevor was sick, really sick, but he couldn't he couldn't not go to the studio to celebrate the news yesterday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Robert, speaking of time off, I'm. Off starting Thursday for the remainder of the year. What? 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 Robert. Lucky dog. What do you do with all your time? That is, Thursday is the 8th. That's amazing. You're off from the 8th through the 31st? <laughs> Isn't that what the people in Europe call a holiday? Yeah, they go on holiday. Yeah, but that's like long vacations, right? I think it's just every vacation they call holiday. Like even if, like, what do they call a weekend getaway? Oh, a weekend holiday. A weekend <laughs> Good one. He says, I plan on frequenting the movie theater, so if you need any movie reviews, I'll be your guy for the next few weeks. First movie on the docket, Violent Night. Oh, man, I want to watch that so much because it, it feels like the perfect – I enjoy good, bad action movie. Um, the Chris Pratt the, – the most recent one I watched was the Chris Pratt one 
where it's like back to the future, you know, some future time travel thing. It wasn't very good, but it was entertaining and like, yeah, get him, smash him. Love me a good get him, smash him kind of cheesy action movie. And this is perfect because David Harbour just beating up people with Santa Claus. Sounds like so much fun. John Leguizamo is the bad guy. It's perfect. Movie looks horrible. That being said, you're right. People aren't going there. I'm sure for the plot of a, yeah. a kicking ass Santa Claus. It's just it's just fun. It's Another just fun... radio station. They on the way in today. Weirdly enough, as my windshield wiper was going crazy, Scoot, you'll wave us down if we hear from old Justin Edwards, yeah, right? Okay. I will. Uh, they were like giving away the entire plot to the movie. I had to change the channel. I was like, I don't think I'm going to see this movie, but if I was, now <laughs> there's no need to. But they did say the action stuff is really like fun. Yeah. They just said the storyline kind of gets like sad and weird, which. Oh, well, yeah. How would, you, how would you do that in a fun action movie? Well, you know. I guess I'd have to see it. Uh, you hear, my guess would be, because uh, it's at like a little girl's house and they're going to rob from him, my guess would be uh, dad is not great. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. So, but Santa's making Christmas all right. What would you do if you had from the 8th to the 31st off? You just got off fraternity leave, so a little bit different than yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah, Um, Man, I don't even, I, I, I really don't know. Now, there would be a lot of, you could get like two days of just household chores knocked out, and then I don't know what, I feel like I would have to go somewhere, right? You don't, yeah. You've, You'd you, have to make some sort of trip out of it. I would. I'd make sure, yeah, you'd have to, like, there'd be no excuse for the house not to be totally clean and shape. organized. Yeah. Make See, a lot of trips to Indiana. Ooh, you know what could be fun is a little French Lick we- weekend. That would be a good time. A little casino action. Yeah. Scoots, what would you do with that much time off? I, that's what I'm sitting here trying to think of. I can't even fathom how much time that is. I think I'd want to go on, like, a big road trip if if i if i had this much time off i wouldn't want it to be in december i'd want it to be in july so you can go golf exactly yes. well you, you know there are places you can drive that are warm that's true well and uh elk run they've got a simulator now with their new their new clubhouse i still so is the clubhouse all open seems like it yeah i, I mean they were knocking on the door when we went out there mm-hmm. so it'd have to be that's sweet the simulators are very popular have you have you all ever played on one Bobby Cook. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've never played on one. I've I just played on multiple. Not I just don't know much. how realistic it is, so I'm I'm kind of hesitant to go. I mean, it's not like real golf, but it's it's fun. I just it's, I just have a hard time believing that the way my ball hits that screen is actually how it would go in real life because it goes more than 100 yards <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> I if like real golf is a 10 out of 10 fun, virtual golf is probably like a seven or an eight. Okay. So it's not as good. I can but handle it's, that. It's still getting. It's to nice like not having to wait in between. That's like, true. You know, that's a good part. I know yeah. that that's a lot of the camaraderie is riding on the golf court and goofing off, golf cart and goofing off. But yeah, not quite the same. Not quite the same. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, uh, "But we're all very jealous, Robert. Enjoy that time off." Just got this feeling that the OC is Brian Brom. Said a month or two ago that Roush needs to set up another Jeff Ruby dinner between Brian and Stoops, and he brushed it off. With the NFL season lasting until early January, this feels right. You owe me a coffee if it really is happening, buddy. I'll pay the piper. It would be fun if uh, we we brought both Brom Brom's home. That would be hilarious. Yeah, it would be very funny. Not going to happen, though. Sounds like Cohen gets locked up soon as the QB from Wisconsin and his guy. Are there better unknown options to be found? Please no DJ. Don't worry about DJ. The Wisconsin guy, 
I don't know. I just feel like for some of the other names out there, you could probably maybe do a little bit better, but we'll see. As we talked about in hour one, you can't really afford to mess around with this, though. Who you're getting, you need to be as sure as possible. There's no sure things in sports, but you need to be really, really sure about this one. What's the Wisconsin guy's name? Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Mr. Big Ten. Big Ten scoots. Clutch. Dumb by Cal with under two minutes left, pulling Oscar to go where and basically gave away two points, then forced to burn the last time out to get Oscar back in the game. Totally agree. Don't know what was going on there. Maybe he was just worried that he'd foul out and they'd be done. Done for. Did he have four fouls at that point? Pretty sure. See, that was the part I was confused. I knew he had three, but I wasn't sure if it was three or four. I, I didn't understand that at all. Again, I feel like if you were going to do that, you would go with Ugo or somebody got mad at us for how we're pronouncing his name. I like Ugo, though. Yeah, you go, you go this way, I go that way. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Who has a bad time with that? Yeah. But I, I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't like the wear move there at all. It didn't make sense to me. That was another mistake, I think, by Cal that 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 he shouldn't have done. And you got and whether or not you felt like he was ready or not ready, you've got to get Ugo in that spot to be ready moving forward. Because again, you saw a little bit of what uh, what Lentz wear. Yeah, Oscar did have four fouls, but that was like those. The thing that I think Cal just sometimes has an issue with is that. He'd rather roll the dice to have Oscar later in the game if that happens versus keep Oscar in the game and make sure you don't even have to worry about him later in the game because you've locked it up. But instead, they saw that Oscar was out, and they went to Hunter Dickinson. And even even when Hugo was on him, to, to Lance Ware's credit, he was able to score. But I think saw, uh, it came a little bit easier on Lance, in my opinion. It was just a mistake to put him in, in my opinion. John here. Good morning, everyone. I really, John. John, how are you doing, buddy? I really enjoyed the game on Sunday. Everything from the starting five to the in-game rotations Mm. and the late coaching down the stretch was pretty darn spot on. I agree with you. I I disagree with you, John. But also, while I disagree, I also don't think it was like the most egregious stuff in the war in the world. It got better. It got better. Still able to win. I just there was a few little things like again, you know, why would you do the Lance Ware stuff there? Why wouldn't you have Antonio Reeves in on that last possession? John goes on to say, "We can build on this." I do agree with that. I'm happy we are going in the right direction. And the last thing, Uganda deserves more minutes, and I believe he should get more minutes than Lance, and that is all I got to say about that. We'll got to go talk to you later. Also, you kind of agree with us. So that's good. A texture says, so Cohen is going to be our OC in 48 hours, right? Hope so. Well, when that was sent in, we're probably down to under 24, 24 hours yeah. at this point. It says 7.54 yesterday. So. Clock is ticking. It's like the uh, old Kiefer Sutherland show. Do. <laughs> 24, great show. Is Cincinnati closer to Hillsboro, North Carolina? I saw where it was two minutes further. Wow. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, I thought about this yesterday. Great decision for Scott. He doesn't have to get rid of the Rough River House. Yeah, but it's a much longer drive now. He'd be yeah. much better off just getting a place on Norris Lake, just driving down 75, probably be, I don't know, like a three-hour drive, but better, better lake than... He was at at Nolan Lake. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. I get those two mixed up. I mean, that that is 
objectively a, a correct point that Norris Lake is a better lake than than Nolan Lake. Neither, neither been to Nor. Gosh, never been to Norris Lake. Heard Have you like seen that. the little pond in my backyard? Yeah, that's like Nolan Lake. Whoa, I'm enjoying my time at Nolan Lake. The texture says, I'm a podcast listener, so I can't wait to hear the reason later about the UofL news, but I just spit out my coffee all over, Thornton's coffee, of course, literally laughing out loud. What losers? Ha, ha, ha. That is the thing, is that, like, there is a little funny part about, like, UofL kind of being a stepping stone again. That being said, though, it's all, all this is working out better for UofL. And if you were a Cincinnati fan, yesterday just had to be tough for you. Like, the coach that you're hiring – the place that you took him from usually supposed to be like a good, like, ha ha, we went and took your coach. But every U of L fan was like, thank you, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, you don't know what you did for us. Have fun with him. I mean, he's, he stinks. And that dude is still imagine, horrible at press conference. Imagine being in the locker room and hearing that guy come in after you just had Luke Fickle for how yeah, many years. Yeah, it'd be years. hard. I don't get what, what, Cincinnati was thinking. Well, part a of it is program that's been like pretty good the, they, the last decade. Yeah, they they just swung and missed on a lot of their guys. Is about it. Who do you think like. they missed on? Uh, I know Tom Herman was involved for a little bit. The Kent State coach that they were considering that I think got two interviews is now Deion Sanders OC. Um, but that, I think there was a they were kind of getting down in their options in Satterfield. It's like, well, he's five hundred at the Power Five level. He's a good recruiter. I love the part where they talk about him being a good recruiter when it's like, oh, no. it's just this class, and he did, had nothing to do with it. They had a stat. They were like, UofL this year beat five teams that won seven or more games, and the Cardinals were the only team in the country to do that. Baseball stat. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Real cherry-picking. Good, good, good PR move. All right, let's take our last commercial break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text line. We'll figure out what's going on with yeah. Justin Edwards. Uh, he was supposed to call in a little while back, but well, we got we'll radio to do, so we'll figure that stuff out. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs. That's all I've ever wanted. Folks, we got a big one. Sheesh. Come on. Scoots, give me the... Sheesh. It's a big one. North Carolina's Drake May... Is entering the transfer portal? Now, I know I've been crushing ACC quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the exception, though. This dude could have been invited to the I'd Heisman. also probably put awesome. Leary in the exception category as well, assuming he's fully healthy. Yeah, he's been very banged up, though. That's a little bit. Yeah, but Drake May. Wow, that is. Whew. Wait, where, where are you seeing this, by the way? Uh, CBS Brenton? Okay. Who CBS Brenton? Who who that was Brent, that was from last night. Who so. Brenton Kelly is? Brenton Kelly only has 193 followers. Oh, okay. So I think it's a fake tweet. Oh no! Damn it! That would have been a big one. But aren't we expecting May to go into the transfer portal? Like, hasn't that been discussed already? I don't know. I mean, if you're is, like is, he was almost a husband candidate at UNC, that they throw it around as much as anybody else. Damn it! We might have been got. 
was very excited. But um, I think we did his, get that. His brother, uh, UNC legend, Luke May. Like The May family, if he does enter the transfer portal, he'll have to – they'll be obligated to go to UK. They owe us that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a death day. Yeah. Lannisters always pay their debts. I don't think it's accurate, unfortunately. Damn it. That would have been exciting. Yeah, but I'd – Also, if Drake May enters the transfer portal, he knows – he already knows where he's going. And it would be – it would be a big one, wouldn't you think? Yes. A Bammer, Ohio State, you know, something along those lines. Somebody does a, – a, a website would be really well off and get a ton of clicks if they just did, like, here are the teams that are looking for a quarterback in the transfer portal. The only issue with that is you could have teams that aren't looking that end up saying, like, okay, well, actually, this guy kind of wants to come here and he's an upgrade. It turns out we are looking. But if you had if, – if there was a link that you had that was just, like, a bona fide – Positions of need for transfer portal. People are going to that all over the country, and you could make a lot of money on it. So on three, if you like money, do something like that. Roush, if you like money, do something like that. Luckett probably could name off the top of his head the teams that need quarterbacks, or at least that desperately need quarterbacks. There is, um, I I think some of, because on three's big thing is trying to, like, be on the forefront of nil transfer portal. I think they've actually done a really good job of you see the on three graphics when the guys hit the portal, right? Um I think more so than others. So I think we've done a good job in that regard. But there is a lot of trial and error kind of stuff when it comes to because this is the first time for everybody for something this big. Uh I know twenty four seven did like a live stream for like eight hours yesterday, but I don't know if it was necessarily worth it, right? Um in our database we're trying to make much more robust, but you know, there's also like figuring out, okay, do we really need this? Do we need that? So there's a trial and error part of things, but we're all kind of figuring this out together. Because I would like to know exactly like who UK's competition is for needing a quarterback and being able to, probably with bias, admittedly, rank UK in the order of programs that need a quarterback. Because I, I, I'm genuinely curious. Roush, do you think UK is one of the top five open quarterback spots for a transfer? Again, bias goes into this naturally, but I'm I'm also can, can kind you of under five the assumption that would have a better spot for a quarterback to come into than the Cats. Yeah, I, that that's tough because I really think like somebody make the list. I think most people are like would would accept a transfer portal quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, that that's hard. It's hard for me to say right now. So, because uh, I would think Kentucky should be pretty attractive, but also they don't have an offensive coordinator right now. Yeah. You know, that'll be dependent on the hire. But yeah. having those receivers, that's, 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 that's a, great a point. good piece of the puzzle. Which is why this timetable or timeline yep. is timetables. Uh, that's why this timeline is so important. Josh here. What happens to the recruiting class? Sat brought in, bought, or excuse me, Sat bought from Steve Clarkson. All signs point to Jeff Brom as the next head coach. Did you see Ruben Owens took off all of his U of L stuff on his Instagram page? Ooh, but did he take the tattoo off? He washed it off. It was a sticker. Oh, man. <laughs> but that's it. And then he did a Instagram live, and my U of L friend said that he just didn't say anything for three minutes. It was just like his face just silently and then just turned it off. I, so it seems like maybe he's he's going through some stuff. Um, apparently Steve Clarkson tweeted out something really weird. Ooh, what did he tweet? 
um, like a video of the scene of Scarface where they hang the rat from out of a that is helicopter. Weird. I don't even know. The, I haven't seen that scene. Haven't seen Scarface. I can just tell you right now, that's weird. That's that's very weird. I don't know why. You looking at us for a reason. You would do that. No. You looking at me for a reason? Um, I don't know, but I don't know why you're looking yeah. at me. Omar the rat gets thrown I mean, from your, a helicopter. Now nah, I'm not gonna take my eyes off. Guy. All right, don't make me come in there and make your eyes look. So is, else. is he calling Scott the Omar the rat? Roush was just having a full-on Scarface <laughs> conversation while Scoots and I were threatening one another. With is he threatening Scoots to be Omar the rat? So who's the rat? Uh, I think Scott is. There's a movie where they kill a rat? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the Boston one, The Departed. It's, Remember, wait, there's a rat at the end. Oh, it's a symbol yeah. for a rat. <laughs> that, all right, so that was it? Just no context? He just tweeted out he the video? He just tweeted out the YouTube video of them. I mean, it, it appears to be a pretty graphic video. Yeah, I, I've never seen Scarface. Confirmed just a weird thing to do. Yeah. But also, weird that you would call Satterfield a rat. When you were, right, when you were going to send your kid to play for him, and he was going to basically let you run his recruiting operation. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Oklahoma State's quarterback entered the transfer portal. Yeah, Spencer Sanders. Very. That one's uh, like, man, he was a four-year starter. How many four-year starters in college football do you have? And then you get the weird COVID year waiver where he can go somewhere else. So, um no idea what that potential landing spot will be. Um, and Bo Allen officially made it official. Yeah. Saying see you to Billy G and Tarleton. Which, um... By the I way, could... take Tarleton plus 19 versus Baylor tonight. They're covering machines, the fighting Billy Gs. I could see Bo going to Western to replace the outgoing quarterback who I could see going to Louisville. Wow. Yeah. But that, that Western quarterback, he ended up being pretty decent this year. And the old Louisville quarterback, Malik Cunningham, goes to Tarleton. <laughs> it's like the rain cycle. Good morning, TJ. I'm happy Kentucky got the win yesterday, but Wheeler can't play 37 minutes like he did. Cal playing these bad lineups is going to be the death of this team's potential. Wallace proved he needs to be in the uh, needs the offense to run through him. He can get a bucket in crunch time. Ugo needs to play more and get his confidence built. I do agree with that. Also, Livingston needs Toppin's minutes at the four. At least he aggressive. At least he's aggressive and hustles. Toppin is key on 2.0, and the longer Cal takes not playing the better lineup, less time they have to gel and develop a rhythm together. Have a great day selling houses, TJ. I don't sell houses. Mm, Go Cats and suck at Roush seller. and U of L. I do agree with that last part. Yep, great house seller. Toppin key on 2.0. You know, Toppin's stats the last few games have been really good. Yeah, they've they've been better than you would think. He just needs to be more consistent. And it almost makes me more mad seeing his numbers because it's like you... Damn it, you could be 20 a game. He is a better offensive weapon than than Brooks was because of his ability to kind of catch and shoot. He can do more. Brooks was just like a... He was a spot-set shooter, Brooks was. Yes. But Toppin can back people down... When he wants to be aggressive, it just has to flip on for Toppin. And aggressiveness was part of Keon Brooks' option, too. But I think Toppin's more versatile in the ways he can score, where Keon just basically had to be set. You were going to throw it to him. He was going to catch it. He was going to shoot it. He probably was going to make it. But Toppin's also hitting outside shots at a pretty good clip for the most part. Uh, Just be more aggressive. Keep it up. And I do think Livingston needs to be getting more minutes. The issue is Collins didn't look too bad uh, against against Michigan in, in small doses. So you still got to figure out the four spot, but uh, Toppin is the guy you got to tap on first to 
to go. And if he's not playing well, then yeah, you got to go get somebody else. Do agree about Ugo needing more minutes. The Wallace part of your text, I don't disagree with, but he's better off the ball, or at least he has been. He's just been better off the ball. So who who's on the ball if you got if Wallace is more comfortable off the ball? Well, it's going to be Wheeler, at least until Reeves and CJ start playing more consistently. Consistency, an issue with this team. Yep. Texter says Roush is going to be a Cards fan now. A lot of people are worried about this. A lot of people are talking about it. I'm wondering what angle I'm going to play on this. I think I know which one it's going to be, but we all have to wait to find out. But yeah, everybody's got to have an angle. I will say, you know who's going to be really mad? Is when I show up to one of those Friday night football games in the flight deck and just start tweeting away. You're at a game? <gasps> you, look at Mr. Roush, Mr. Go to U of L games. Why don't you go drive to Lexington in a football game? Okay. Why don't you just wear red, you big fan? Roush gets a lot of crap because he goes to U of L games. The hilarious part is I also go to U of L games and get zero crap for it, which is my favorite. <laughs> well, do part. you go there and just start like making fun of their stadium? No, though? not yeah, not I, I, I do that. <laughs> no, yeah, not, yeah. There's, maybe that's that's part of the reason. We went but. to one together last year. Oh yeah, we did. We went to that uh, Duke basketball yeah. game. God, that seems doesn't that seem like an eternity it ago? It does. Yeah, that is wild. Jeez, that was last season, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it last Chris, season? Chris, it was uh, Keats's, not Keats, uh, Pete's. Well, but, I'll well tell who, you, oh yeah, Pegues, yeah, Pegues. It was his first game as coach. And UL played Duke pretty close. Oh, back when Coach K was still coaching. Well, what the good loser. news, boys, and you tell this to Brooke as well. Plenty of tickets available this year. <laughs> you guys just let me know the game you want to go to, and I think we'll be able to find some. <laughs> Some tickets. I'm, I'm going to get those oh. like $5 upper decks, oh. and I'm just going to move wherever I want. I can take Duke, and it's just like Scoots a playground. He can play on all the chairs, exactly. right? He can even bring his own basketball. Maybe he'll get on the court. Scoots is going to squat in the upper level. Just see how long he can make. It's warm there. they got a lot of food, plenty of uh, bush lights. Or what beer do you like? They, they probably – uh, I'm good with bush light. They probably closed the concessions in the upper deck, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you can sneak in there. <laughs> at what point do they start putting curtains up? Yeah, you make food at the hotel. You can definitely – go find some That's frozen true. food and yeah. get yourself they have, fired up by the way the yum center just puts the rup arena food options to shame well i mean it is yum right like, yeah no yum yum like, mm-hmm. better you be get good food taco bell you get pizza hut you could get kfc kfc can you really get all that you in get there? chicken finger we're, yes. we're, that was the um... like but the top you're paying like 12 dollars for right. some tacos yeah yeah it's pretty cool though <laughs> A text to your others from Kirby. Hey, Kirby. The question we all need to answer, did Jeff Brom win those games? <laughs> Isn't it hilarious that like, even when U of L fans just try to have some fun, like talking just like silly smack talk, it still backfires on them? Like, yeah. How hilarious is they made shirts that said Kenny Payne won those games, mm. and he has not won a game. Yeah, it's bad. U of L ranked 361. Out of 363 teams in the net rank. <laughs> Who are the two below them? Kentucky was 42. Uh, one was like a Christian school, and the other one I think was the other like one had Wesleyan Northern in their name. Colorado, so yeah. It wasn't Eastern Michigan. <laughs> no, not Eastern Michigan. I do wonder where Eastern Michigan was in the net. But, no, uh, L below EMU in the net. Who do the Cards have next? I think it's another conference game. Florida State, I want to say. Yeah, Florida road. State. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Florida State's not been good this year, but... That has not stopped U of L. Hasn't stopped them one bit. They'll they'll lose. They 
they'll lose to bad teams, they'll lose to good teams, doesn't matter. Uh, we read the Dylan Ballard text, the, um, always great hearing from him on the Thornton's text. Line. Always, always enjoy it. Uh, in the middle of listening to my, all the Louisville radio yesterday, I loved uh, one of the points somebody brought up. They were like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so dismissive like we were with the Kenny Payne skeptics if there are people about Brom this time around. It's like, Kenny Payne had never been a head coach. Like, that. that is, there's some risk there. This guy just won a division. He just won the Big Ten West. In what world should Louisville ever get the coach who just won the Big Ten West? They shouldn't. But this is in a special circumstance. Correct. Like, you're you're lucky. And it's pretty rare to, like, steal another Power Five coach. Very rare. It doesn't I, I did happen the... a lot. And, it's, I mean, it happens for the Blue Bloods, but especially for, like, a middle-of-the-pack school, it, it is incredibly I, rare. I did the math uh, a couple of years ago, right? And I think out of all of the – uh, like Dan Mullen was one of only four or five schools in the Power Five that came from another Power Five school, and that was Florida from Mississippi, from State. Mississippi State, yeah. which is like a pecking order that people can get on board with. Right? It's normally not like this. Where um, I'm sure somebody at the national level will be like, "Well, is that kind of a lateral move? Like, why would you go to the ACC?" You know. So, uh, it, it it was fun hearing some of the the takes yesterday. Uh, we didn't get a lot of – it was also weird. There wasn't a whole lot of despair or uh, like disbelief that Scott Satterfield just left. You know? We didn't get any of that. Yeah. Which, I, I you know, you kind of uh, – you kind of love when they get a little hysterical. But if there's one thing that the University of Louisville has promised us, you're going to get some great radio days because just the the unbelievable always happens here. That's been going on since. I mean, for a decade. Over, at I mean, least. really since probably Cal came. Cause that's when Patino started getting a little like squirmy mm-hmm. and getting nervous and feeling a little bit the heat. But that ended up turning out good for U of L because he kind of stepped it up a notch and U of L got competitive. And you had a Final Four UK U of L Final Four game, which is you know who would have ever who would have ever thought. And UK wins the title, U of L wins the title, and then. Things start to, but there's always been something to talk about in Louisville radio. It's an amazing one. Well, it has to be the most underrated spot in the country to do sports radio in because you're just never, ever out of content. Uh, Texter says the entire fan base thought Satterfield actually embraced coaching for Louisville. He was leaving the second he had a chance. The USC rumor was everything they needed to know about him. Guy just didn't like it here, and he wasn't warmly really. He wasn't yeah. warmly embraced. Fit always felt off. Yeah, and but the thing is, he's not really warmly embraced. Do uh, you see Cincinnati? So I don't think he'll have a long leash there, especially with them going to the Big Twelve. If they see that program take a couple steps back, they'll get nervous. And Sat- Satterfield, it's nice he got a long deal, but I don't think he sees the end of it. With Hurd swinging and missing on KP, does he avoid hiring the prodigal son coming back for football and it being mediocre like it has at Purdue? I think you have to make this happen because Hurd, he's getting his first hires and he had to make those hires, right? There wasn't, and, and you can't blame him if they don't go wrong, really, because he kind of had to make those. He was his hand was forced. So I think he's almost getting a get out of jail free card for both Kenny Payne. And Jeff Brown, if that's who they end up hiring. I, my U of L friends, though, are sick of like the 
It has to be this guy. Yeah, the yeah. circled candidate, and like it can't really be anybody else. They're annoyed with that. A good reminder, though, that all the national media members that usually tell you how great they are and how they know everything, they all ranked that Chris Mack and Scott Satterfield hires as A. Like, can't do any better than this. Watch, U of L made the smart, I mean, sensible hire when they I, hired Satterfield. Scott was the sensible salad, though. You swung a miss, and he was your next choice. And. But every media member talked about how good of a hire it was. National. Local, you expect butt slap and it happens. It'll happen in Lexington. But nationally, everybody told you how great that was. These people, they're just helping out their friends, folks. That's what most of this stuff comes back to. Ken Palm is weird early in the season, but we're fourth in defensive efficiency and yeah. shooting nearly 40% from three. I was shocked by the defensive efficiency. Keep rating. improving defensively. Especially because the way Gonzaga shot against Kentucky. Yeah. Just how many open shots there were. Yeah. Mitch Barnhart continues to drive the wedge between football and basketball programs. Embarrassing for him. Mitch Barnhart's just embarrassing. Just as a whole. As an athletic director. So, I don't know if necessarily the bowl game is his way to continue to drive a wedge. But he has in other areas. And uh, he's just yeah, ready for something different. If Brom hires Roush at Louisville, I'll feel even better about the Cats continuing their dominance in the rivalry. Wow. Great catch. Yeah. Great catch. Fade Roush, baby. Yep, you're going to get an administrative role. You'll be handling the recruits at UofL. You're going to be planning out their itineraries. God, that would suck. Event planning? Be like, hey, uh, for this official visit, we're going to go hit some above-ground pools. Mm-hmm. Get the ladies out mm-hmm. there. Go to the South End, Churchill Downs. <laughs> well, then, no. Bowman the, Field. We'll go from the South End pools to Churchill Downs, head up north. <laughs> I'd love to. We're going to be in the North End and down at Cardinal Stadium. Then we're going to the South End, just across the street. <laughs> Central Avenue. I would take you all where I'm from, the <laughs> South End. Just across Central Avenue. <laughs> It would make the commute a lot easier, right? Just go, you know, take a little stroll down to Old Floyd Street. Oh, yeah. If Roush is in charge of recruiting visits at UofL, Churchill Downs will be thrilled. Oh, man. Into that so much money. Yeah. Uh, then we can hit up the Gaddyland. Is Gaddyland still open, by the way? No. That one on Eastern, off Eastern? I was thinking on Outer Loop. Or oh, the, the, I think the that one, one is the Gaddy only Gaddy Town. one. Gaddy Town's still there? Well, I don't. The, the one in Linden hasn't been there for almost two decades now, yeah, sadly. Yeah. That one was the goat. Had indoor bumper cars. Yeah, this one out on Outer Loop had bumper cars. Oh, well. really? Yeah, okay. it was it was the big the big the, the big Daddy. one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that one's still there. I know there's one still open in town. If you know, just let us know in Thorns Text on. It's very important. Five zero two. People forget Caddy's Pizza was pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, and the cinnamon sticks too. Oh my gosh, the cinnamon sticks. Heavenly. Don't even get me started on the cinnamon heavenly, sticks. unbelievable um, cinnamon sticks. That and was... when you see like a fresh batch come out. You'd almost like to. I don't want to run and look like an animal, but I can <laughs> look like a penguin and kind of like waddle my way over there. That was uh, our our high school. We had a Gaddy's on Third Street back in the day. It wasn't a very nice Gaddy's, but man, in high school, every once in a while, the the coach would say, "All right, guys, shoot! Everybody gets a half court shot. Somebody makes it. We're all going to Gaddy's." Wow! And anybody ever make it? The, oh, all the time. But the, the trick was is you had to celebrate like it was team bonding, right? You had to celebrate like you just won the game. That's, so it was so much fun. That's when you got one of those and it's like, all right, now I'm just going to go eat two whole pizzas at Gaddy's. Oh, and their cheese at Gaddy's. Great, great place. See, who wouldn't want to come to the city of Louisville after visiting Gaddy's? We'd normally go to the one on Bargetown Road on the other side of the Waterson 
And sometimes we'd walk up there, which is like a crazy, and like no parent would let their kid walk as far <laughs> as that was. Uh, we'd take Tarks up to that movie theater, up uh, Showcase Cinema from time to time, nice. which is like things that I don't think parents would let 12 and 13-year-olds do nowadays. But uh, one time my buddy threw a piece of pizza at the wall at that Gaddy's, and the pizza sauce was on the wall until closing day. Hmm. <laughs> Which you shouldn't throw food at walls. But also... But also you should, you know, not... Clean it up. Mm. We had some experiences with that, Caddies. A texter says, If Brom or uh, Scoots, I'd appreciate if you didn't play Pumped Up Kicks anymore. Song is about the Columbine situation. Hmm. I didn't know that. My fault. You didn't know what that song was about? I didn't know it was about Columbine. Oh, it's about... Well, I don't think it's not trying to make light of the Columbine situation. You didn't think it was about a school shooting? It's definitely about a school shooting, though. See, I'm I'm not one of those people, though, that, like... Intently run, listens to words. Run, I sing them, but I don't really like think gun. about. It does sound appeasing, though. It's very pleasant to the ear. Yeah, I'm with. Uh, I remember not, my mom asking, like, "Do you know what these lyrics mean?" And I did, but I told her no. She's like, "Yeah, we didn't really know when we were kids either, but it just sounded good." Creighton loses at home to Nebraska. Tough break for UK's coach in waiting. I, I texted back this text. Stop. <laughs> He's not – Doug McDermott's not my number one choice to replace Calipari. I'm just saying if you've missed on a few people, he usually has a pretty fun offense. But that was a bad loss for Creighton. And Gonzaga played some crappy team pretty Kent close. State. Kent they State. They almost lost, yeah. Last night, yeah. Um, again, the people that are going to freak out and be like, see, we stink. St-. Like, watch a basketball season for one time in your freaking life. Teams sometimes beat good teams, and then shockingly, hang with me here, they may lose to teams that aren't good. Wait. I, I swear there's a portion of this fan base that forgets how basketball works between April and then they don't really figure it out again until, like, January. When it is bizarre that they lost at home, though. Who? Creighton losing Nebraska at home. Oh, that's a bad loss. Yeah. Hey, but the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, Nebraska ball. Getting it, getting it going. Nebraska ball. Ne- back- ne- Nebraska skip- ball is, baske- is back- back- basketball. Nebraska ball. I have wonder, like you, I do think traditionally Nebraska should be a better basketball program. Like they have a nice arena, and there's nothing else going on in Lincoln. They got the Hoosiers next. Might get another big dub. Is it uh, is it on the road at Nebraska? I'm not sure. Volleyball school, though. Tim Scoots, get it together. Volleyball school. <laughs> Hello there. Why haven't we heard any official potential OC hire timelines? Thanks. Ask Roush for a timeline today. He said, "No, you're not going to get one." Never. We've, I think we've had multiple timelines. But they got to go. They got to move back. quickly. Yeah. Hopefully Florida just goes with Rashada day one. Don't need another school in the QB market. See, it'd be nice to have a list of QB or schools that need QBs. Also, Anthony Richardson has said he's going pro, and their backup is a pervert and is kicked off the team. Well, his back, back – oh, the backup is – The backup is a pervert who got kicked off the team. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, crazy. So I don't know who's going to play in their bowl game, um, but the Vegas Bowl – the Raiders got flex out of prime time, so the Vegas Bowl asked to start that game earlier. So now that game's kicking off at 11-15 local time, 2-15 Eastern. Yeah, Vegas and New Mexico Bowl swap times. It's too bad no other bowls can do that. Yep. Says one texter. Arnell Banks is a proper wide receiver name. That is a good wide receiver name. Take it to the Banks. <laughs> so the 3-9 Rams are going to screw Kentucky over again like they screwed Kentucky over when they took Cohen in late January because they don't want staff members leaving midseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just like, I don't think it's anything personal. I think it's just they're inked to a contract. Oh, well, then get, uh, you can always get out of contracts. I hope so. 
It's amazing to me that some people thought Satterfield had value with these commitments considering his extremely weak recruiting history. These recruits could care less about him. They solely committed to the nil. U of all won't lose anyone in that class. Pretty obvious, Imo. They'll definitely lose some people. They already have lost some people. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will lose some people, but I do agree with the sentiment that I think their class, it'll finish top 30. John here. Good morning, everyone. Okay, I'm getting pretty excited. Are we getting Cohen back, and what is going on with Bo Allen? There's no way he comes back here, right? Correct? Correct. I'm not sure, but it'll be pretty cool to see how it all works out in the end. Looking forward to the Edwards interview. Awesome stuff. Keep it coming. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, we're sorry. I mean, we plan these interviews from time to time, and then yeah, this know, one, we, we uh, can't, we can't I, force people to answer the phones. I did uh, I did get back in touch with that person, and they just apologized and said, we'll, we'll try to get it back later this week. Yeah, so it's a, it's annoying when we get told something and we promote it to you all because it's annoying for you all to be told something and not have it happen. So we do apologize that the Edwards interview didn't happen. He was supposed to call us at 8.15. Was that Rhode Island Robert? I don't know. Hey, I fellas. I wouldn't want to drive to Rhode Island during my month off in December, though. Uh, yeah, Christmas time in New England. They say it's the most joyous time of the year. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Yesterday I said I wanted Carson Steele in the transfer portal at running back, but after talking to one of my diehard OSU buddies, I've changed my mind. He said it's very likely that Travion Henderson enters the portal after the season, and if that's the case, I'd suggest Kentucky throw the bank at him. He would be the ideal replacement for Chris Rodriguez. Travion Henderson entering the portal? That would be huge. Yeah, I don't Lake Norris is a phenomenal lake. Only bad part is it's in Tennessee. Ooh, that hey, is a big downside. Parts of it, though, go into Kentucky, like some of the little creeks and lakes and stuff. Are we going to discuss Lane Kiffin's comb over? Look at the photo with Kirby Smart. I haven't seen this picture. There's nothing wrong with a good comb over. TJ, if you and Johnny were to play one on one, how much of a lead are you giving him to make it competitive? He could he could be up twenty to nothing, and I would beat him if that were what we decided <laughs> upon. I wouldn't do 22 nothing if we were playing to 24 because he could get lucky and make a basket, but he couldn't get lucky and make two. I know the owner of the Big X is good friends with Brom. Do you have any inside source on Brom to Louisville? Go back and listen to hour one. Mm-hmm. Can Louisville afford Brom? Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't sound like Brom's going to take him behind the woodshed for the for the payments. Mm-hmm. Nobody really has to like – nobody has really liked it in Louisville. John L. Smith, Bobby Petrino, Charlie Satterfield, with a little bit of success, they bounce. Yeah, uh, and that's the nice thing about Brom. You probably wouldn't have to worry about that with maybe a couple exceptions. But, uh, well, you don't – yeah, I mean, mm. people don't like playing in front of half-empty stadiums most of the time. Billy Big Blue, an Oklonian, shares that Gaddy Lane on Adderloop closed. It's moving to the old Golden Corral location, and the old Gaddy is now a trampoline park. Wow, it, that's just perfection. Great. Shout out to Trampoline Park. Thanks, great Billy, place Blue. for my kid to break the his Oklahonian. ankle in the future. Everybody have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We are planning on having a guest on tomorrow, but I guess you really never know in the radio business. Thanks, everybody, for texting in. Best listeners and texters in all of radio. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kale. Happy